Welcome in, everybody, to another week of First Seed Fantasy. I am Kyle Krajewski, joined by beautiful, beautiful as always, Zach Cole. Zach, what's up this week, man? Kyle, I'm doing very, very well this week. I'm excited for us to talk some strategy here. Uh, I know you and I chatted a little bit about it pre-show, and uh, I think I think this is going to be a good one. I'm, I'm excited for what we got in store for everyone. Yeah, we can't talk. We can't stop talking about strategy uh, this week. What we've got for you is an early round draft strategy or an early pick draft strategy, uh, and basically what that entails is we'll be doing a mock draft from the one spot together, a, a co-owned team, and basically just running through how we would build that roster based on sleeper mm-hmm. ADP and what falls to us, and, and just kind of like giving our giving our thoughts on what that roster could look like, uh, taking taking advantage of those turns and just building an, an early pick pick squad. So you can kind of, if you have that pick or a, a pick two or pick three, kind of get a gist or an idea of what players are being taken where and how you can kind of build your roster based on that. Yeah, Kyle, I think that the beauty of this year is that uh, I think there's kind of like three chunks of players where you're going to be looking. Uh, You know, if you're in the first four picks, I think there's four or five players that you should be looking to target with those picks. If you're in the next four picks, there's another handful and same for the last four picks. So that's kind of what we're looking to do here uh, with this draft, with the next coming episodes that we have coming up here. Uh, We're going to be doing a middle round draft and a late round draft. Um, where you and I are just talking some strategy because there there is a certain amount of strategy that goes into it. And depending on where you're drafting, you could draft a whole entirely different way based on based on what pick you have. So um, I'm fired up to get into this. Let's do it. Before we get into, I guess, the draft, uh, quick housekeeping. We are First Seed Fantasy. Follow, like, subscribe on social media. Uh, can find us wherever, whenever, uh, at First Seed Fantasy. Uh, follow our personal uh, Twitters. I, I, I am Kyle Krajewski and Zach. Uh, what which at would you like to kind of people focus on? I, I think the one you can see down below, Z Cole Fantasy. I, I admittedly have not been super active on it, but you know what? I'm inspired by the rebranding of X. So uh, who knows? Maybe I'm going to start pushing a little bit more on uh, uh, on X now uh, with with Z Cole Fantasy. That's right. It, it, don't follow us on Twitter. Follow us on X. <laughs> Let, let's do it. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. Let's get into this mock. Again, drafting from the one spot. This will be a 12-team league or a 12-team mock, I should say. Uh, roster construction is pretty simple. Three wide receivers this time instead of two. Two running backs, a quarterback, a tight end, a flex, and four bench making this a good quality uh, 12, 12 round draft. So without further ado, Zach is, has his team picked as team two, but that's purely just so he can uh, be in the uh, be draft in this, board, be in the draft yeah. room. But here we are, pick one. I'm hitting start draft. And Zach, this brings up the first question of the day. Who's your 101? Uh, th- this this is kind of a challenging question for me. Um, 
And I, I think for me, it really has to do a lot with who I expect to come back to me uh, in that round two, three turn. Um, and for that reason, personally, if I'm drafting early in a draft, I, I like to lean towards one of the higher end running backs in this scenario being Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler, um, depending on where you're picking one through four. That's kind of where we're focusing on for this draft, that range. Um, I like to take one of those two guys because I think by the time you're getting back, you're getting into those guys that are a little bit questionable uh, with Ramondre Stevenson, with Tony Pollard, um, Brees Hall, those guys in that range who we don't necessarily know if they're going to be the only show in town, if they're going to be healthy. So I, I think for me, I like kind of sealing up running back early, especially from this um, the, these, these top four spots. Now, of course, if someone falls to you, you know, if you're sitting at three or four and Justin Jefferson falls in your lap, I, I think you should go with that. But, uh, I think for one one for our sake today, what we're focusing on, I personally lean toward McCaffrey or Eckler, but you know, I, I want to hear your input because that could, that could change who we go with here. So, um, uh, we're dra drafting as a team, as a duo, the two of us. So let me hear your thoughts. I think I'm inclined to join you in the, in the McCaffrey bandwagon. Um, it again, I could go. I could talk about this tomorrow and probably flip sides. I don't think you can go <laughs> wrong with uh, realistically the top two here, and that's Justin Jefferson and Christian McCaffrey. It just kind of depends on your roster construction and kind of how you personally want to do that. Uh, I know a lot of people just love having an RB and are, are all in on that. And I know a lot of people are just like, give me the best player. And quite honestly, I, I have a weird feeling to say that I think Justin Jefferson will be the better fantasy player. But I think having the RB1 has a lot more weight to that. And, and so for that reason, I'm kind of going with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but I, I feel like, I mean, even these top four or five, that, I'd say five that are right here. And Jefferson, McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler, and Travis Kelsey could truthfully make a case for them. Any five of them, any one of those five to be 101. I, I think you just get bullied a little bit more if you went outside these top two. Um, <laughs> but I I don't, I could see a world where you're taking Travis Kelsey 101. And I, from the corner of the room, I'd nod to you and be like, yeah, I get it. Don't worry. Uh <laughs> But I'm with you. Let's go McCaffrey. Uh, also, just kind of one of those keeping an eye on the draft board. But our next pick is pick 24 and just kind of eyeing up this ADP list. You make your way down. I personally like a few of these wide receivers, specifically this group, a little bit more than the running backs that we'll find uh, in that range. Uh, so if we're kind of taking an RB here, then I think we'll be a little bit more comfortable with our wide receiver options at the two, three turn. Definitely. Yeah. And Kyle, I think there's something to be said. Uh, there's kind of an old saying zig when everyone else zags, you know, or vice versa zag when everyone else zigs. Uh, and, and there's no, it's no secret that this year there's a really heavy emphasis on the wide receiver position. And I think that that might actually be causing some people to kind of overlook running back uh, as crazy as that seems. So to be able to tie down one of these just massive top end PPR um, receptions, rushing the ball, touchdowns. I mean, McCaffrey does everything you could ask him to do. So I think to tie this guy down with with our first overall pick here, 
to me, that's that's a huge a huge piece for our team. But you you mentioned too with Travis Kelsey, and you could see that the the draft board actually reflected what we've been talking about. Those five guys went top five. Um, but Kelsey's such a positional difference maker too that I think he is definitely justified in in being in consideration for that one, two, three pick, or you know maybe even uh, I'm sorry, four or five all the way up to there. Uh, pick but I personally I just don't like constructing my team based around an early tight end like this especially with that early of a pick and then having to wait this long afterwards so I I think Kelsey belongs in the conversation with one of those top four picks those early round picks but for me I prefer to go running back or wide receiver so I'm happy we went McCaffrey and you can see Kyle we're back on the board here so let's let's discuss what are we looking at here what we're looking at here I mean, uh, tight end two, we're looking at Mark Andrews. We're looking at, uh, I mean, we're, we're at the turn. We've got two picks here back to back. So we can, um, I mean, we can just name a bunch of guys and take any two of them. Uh, but my eyes kind of fall on Mark Andrews, Jalen Hurts to kind of get mm-hmm. that early QB spot. Uh, and any one of these three guys right here and Chris Olave, T Higgins and Devontae Smith. I think if I had to rank them, I'd go Higgins, Smith, Alave, but I'd be uh, personally very happy with uh, one, two, uh, especially three of them. Um, but those are just kind of my initial, I guess, I guess starting look at who am I in here. I think personally, I, I think we should take one of those two top guys you see on the board there. I know it's a little unorthodox to go with, a quarterback or a tight end, uh, especially when you have the 101 or, or the first overall draft slot because you have to wait so long for it to come back to you. Yeah. Personally, I'm leaning a little bit towards Mark Andrews. I think that he's going to really benefit from Lamar Jackson being back, from Lamar being determined to win. I think Lamar has gotten past that, trying to um, establish himself as a franchise quarterback, and now I think he's more focused on the long term and winning a Super Bowl. So, Honestly, I'm I'm leaning towards Mark Andrews here with this pick. I think if we can lock in our quarterback, uh, I'm sorry, our tight end nice and early like this, I think we're going to be in business and I think we're going to thank ourselves down the line. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I I mean, I feel like if you're drafting from one of these three spots, one, two or three, uh so I kind of speak for the early round early pick drafters, I feel like you can double up with a top two tight end and Mark Andrews with a top two player in that position and uh, mm-hmm. any other position really, uh, which is a beautiful thing to do. So we're, we're jumping ahead and doing that Mark Andrews on the squad and uh, Zach, what are you looking at here? What do you think? Well, I am very much in the same um, mind space as you are with, with these next three wide receivers. I do really like, uh, the three of them, I actually have them ranked a little bit differently than you. Um, I have actually Smith as my number one, uh, Olave is my number two, and Higgins is my number three. Uh, only s- strictly because Higgins, uh, the injuries really worry me. Um, I, I sure. kind of have Mike Williams syndrome with him a little bit, where you know you're expecting him to give you these just massive monumental weeks where he's winning you games, uh, but also to have these weeks where he's he's missing and you really need him in, in your squad. So. For me, I, I personally, I, I'm having a hard time. I, I'm between Olave and Devontae Smith. I think I'm going to default I'll make the to pick you. for you. Okay, I, I like that. Devontae Smith. Uh, just kind of, 
I personally like him more than Alave, and you uh, you said you liked him more than Alave, so I went ahead and kind of made that the combined rank I think that's a choice, good choice of R2. I, I feel so. like uh, Smith may not have top uh, three wide receiver potential, um, but I don't think Higgins or Alave do either. But I mm-hmm. think Devontae Smith is, uh, what was he last year? Uh, wide receiver. <laughs> last year he was wide receiver nine in PPR, which yeah. I don't know if I mentioned. This is a PPR draft. Um, I feel like wide receiver nine last year, he could totally do it again. I feel like this Eagles offense isn't going to slow down. Uh, if anything, he just gets another year under his belt as wide receiver two to A.J. Brown. And uh, who knows? He could thrive. And I feel like yeah. as our starting wide receiver one, I feel like that's a it's a gamble I'm happy to take. And you know what? It's almost a value too, Kyle, because we got him as a wide receiver 12 here looking at the board. So uh, if he gives us top 10 production again, we're in business. We're loving that pick. We got, we got a good value. So I, I think overall it's a good pick. Now, one thing I just wanted to mention before we look at our, our pick here. If for some reason you're drafting from these top four picks and you wanted to take a guy like, I, I don't know, Justin Fields, just someone that's going to go that you know is going to be taken within that uh, that ADP chunk between you and your next pick. Don't don't be scared to draft. up. Oh, on yeah. Guys. You're going to get flamed a little bit at your draft. You know, oh, you took you took uh, Amari Cooper over DK Metcalf, you know, but if you believe in the talent and you want to go out and get your guy and you know he's not coming back to you, go out and get him. That's that's I think that goes without saying, especially when you're kind of wedged at either the beginning of the draft or the end of the draft. So for for that, for our pick here specifically with the, the first slot, I just kind of wanted to mention that. So take take your shots on your dudes. Yeah, take take your guys, get your guys, really, uh, especially if you're this doesn't even just go for the first few picks, but even in the last few picks. Uh, feel free, throw out, throw ADP out the window, take the guy that you really want, especially if you know they're not going to make it back to you. Right. That's the key. Cause if, I mean, if in this point you're taking a guy like, I, I don't, Jalen Hyatt or, <laughs> or someone who's way, way down the draft board, that's where this doesn't necessarily apply. But if you're taking someone that's going to go within the next 20 or so picks that you won't have a chance to, to draft, then you gotta, you gotta take your shot on them. Absolutely. All right, so All right, let's take a look at this pick here, Kyle. What do we got? We're here. We've got a RB tight end and a wide receiver on our team. Mm-hmm. And uh, top three here, Hopkins, Herbert, and Dobbins. Um, looking at the, the next few, we got Pierce, DJ Moore, Miles Sanders, Drake London, Judy, Christian Watson, uh, Trevor Lawrence. few guys there. I'm not. This is the part of the draft that I'm not super in love with. Yes, yeah. there are values. Yes, there's a bunch of great guys going around here, but it's not the part that I'm clamoring for any of these guys. There's a uh, lot of risk in this chunk of the draft, I would say. Absolutely. And I think this is where you kind of feel the the RB dead zone mm-hmm. uh, a pulse almost. You've got these uh, Dobbins, Pierce, Sanders, uh, Swift, like those, I'm even tossing Madison, but these guys who you don't know, you're not super pumped about them. Uh, you can see the upside, but you can also see the incredible downside to them. And it's just, a, it's a lot of, uh, I guess, 
uh, question marks or just unsureness that kind of leaves you looking at them and being like, eh. You know, Kyle, I want to toss the term out there. I also feel like this is kind of the wide receiver dead zone a little bit too because you take a look at guys like Hopkins, uh, Drake London, Christian Watson, Chris Godwin. These guys have flashed in the past for sure, just the same as uh, guys like, uh, I I don't know. I mean, Pittman's in there. You know, there's some other names in there. But um, going back to the running back list quick, Kyle, like Dobbins, like Damian Pierce. Uh, Swift, you know, these guys have potential. Don't get me wrong, but they, they worry me. And the receivers kind of do too. I think out of what we're seeing here, uh, there's a couple or there's two ways my mind goes. One is maybe we address our, maybe we address our quarterback situation. Now I know that seems a little bit crazy with going early tight end, but you can see Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, who I think are a a pretty clear tear break after those two guys are sitting here on the board for us. So I, I think we could go that way, or I think we could look, if we did want to take a shot on one of these running backs or wide receivers, I think my favorites in this specific um, chunk that we're looking at here are probably uh, at, at receiver, DJ Moore and Jerry Judy are probably my two favorites, I would say. And at running back, uh, Miles Sanders is by far my favorite, my favorite pick in this range. I'd agree with Sanders. Uh, I also kind of, tend to agree with you in the wide receiver room as well but for sure let's get our qb okay um i i think that's a great call um let's go herbert okay i think he's he's shown us that he can do it uh so why not do it again um all the and all the cards seem to be in, in place for herbert this year to to really excel he's got a healthy line he's got his receivers he got added on another receiver so hopefully he's got another year with Gerald Everett. Eckler's back. It yeah, kind of almost feels like now or never for for Justin Herbert. I know that's crazy to say for a guy as talented as him, but you know that's he's got to show show yeah. it this year. And it being a three wide receiver league, I'm inclined to lean towards a wide receiver here. Absolutely um, agreed. Get a get a guy before it's really ugly. Um, now you mentioned. Uh, did you mention DJ Moore and Jerry Judy here? I think are are our two best options, and I I, I don't hate Christian Watson. Uh, I kind of shy away from him a little bit right now with the uncertainty of Jordan Love, though. Let's go. Uh, I think I'm feeling Judy a little bit more. Nice. I, I feel like Russ can only go up. Uh, hopefully, uh, he can absolutely prove us wrong for any reason. Truthfully. <laughs> I, uh, I completely agree with you on that. I, I think Judy's got – I'm always a floor and ceiling guy. I think I think Judy's got the safer floor uh, in terms of this pick. I, I mean, we could see Justin Fields not take that next step forward. We've seen Russell Wilson um, support a, a wide receiver one caliber player uh, in DK Metcalf and in Tyler Lockett, even going back to Doug Baldwin. So I think Judy's a, a great pick here. And now this is the part of the draft I start to get uh, pretty excited about, uh, especially <laughs> especially in the wide receiver room. I just see a handful of names here. I'll just say Mike Williams, Christian Kirk, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, four guys I'm a little bit higher on than, mm-hmm. I guess, most other people, but still four guys who, not to say we've seen their floor, but I feel like have uh, kind of shown – 
what they're capable of in, in the offense that they're kind of going into again this year. Uh, Christian Kirk is a year removed from a, a wide receiver 11 season. Mike Evans can only do a thousand yard seasons. Mike Williams with the healthy season can be incredible. And we already have Herbert and Deontay Johnson, I think, uh, played at his floor last season. Uh, and and it wasn't that bad. I feel like right now, yeah, wide receiver 30 last year, uh, and you toss in the touchdown, I think he's like wide receiver 22. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of where he's being drafted now off the board, I, I feel like he's being drafted at his floor. Um, so that's kind of what what tosses him into my brain. But I I have I'm tend to I tend to lean towards the Christian Kirk and Mike Evans uh, of this group right here. Well, Kyle, I'm going to default to you on this pick here. You you go ahead, you take receiver. I, let me just agree. Let's let's agree on one thing. I think we need to address running back with our next pick here. I agree. I I think we can both agree on that. So I'll okay, take our wide receiver here. I'll get off. Go ahead. Starting third wide receiver. I'm taking Christian Kirk. Uh, nice. I'll continue to say. Jacksonville's in for a big upgrade this year mm-hmm. on offense, uh, and I, I can't stop drafting them. So, Zach, I will uh, default to you for our <laughs> RB2. All right. Well, uh, a couple thoughts here right off the bat, um, uh, and I'll just throw out the names that I, I'll say that I'm particularly interested in at this point. Um, you know what? I, I'm not even going to do that because I'm I'm quite interested, and in, I would say these first six guys on the board here, I think there is a case to be made for each of them at this point. Um, Alvin Kamara, we've seen it in the past with him. We've seen what he can be. Uh, and I think that this Saints offense will take a step forward this year from what we saw last year. Uh, you can see over on the right side there from only an hour ago, though, we he could still get suspended. Um, it says he's expected a suspension there from a February incident, blah, 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 blah. So for the sake of our team, I think we should stay away from from Kamara, just just based on the risk factor. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to say no on him. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco is another guy that I'm not super interested in at the moment. Um, he's a little banged up right now. Uh, I, I don't necessarily know what the injuries are off the top of my head. I don't know if you can read them there, Kyle, but I saw that he uh, has been placed on the pup list, actually, um, just, just recently. But he's just I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I need to see another season of it. I, I don't necessarily know. The Chiefs have a high turnover rate in, at their skill positions, so I'm not in love there either. But the two guys that I do keep coming back to over and over are David Montgomery and Rashad White, uh, which are two guys who are on the board here. I, I think it's really difficult to not see the path to touches and touchdowns for David Montgomery, especially after what we saw with um, Jamal Williams last year. I, it's clear that Dan Campbell wants to have a bruiser, a first and second down bruiser, and then a third down kind of scat back, which I think is what we're going to see between Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. So I really like David Montgomery. Again, floor ceiling game. I think he gives you a very safe floor to, to get in the end zone pretty frequently. Um, and then the other guy is Rashad White, who is the only show in town, <laughs> more or less. Uh, I know that there have been some talks about them signing some other guys and uh, it's not going to pop in my head immediately, but I think they just re-signed someone. I, I don't know who, but Keyshawn Vaughn's there and um, uh, Chase Edmonds is there. So two other guys who don't necessarily uh, set the world on fire, but 
for me, I think that the lack of offensive promise is what's going to deter me from the Buccaneers and Rashad White specifically. So I think with this pick, Kyle, with of course, with your approval here uh, as our as our mock master, I think David Montgomery should be our pick. Um, McCaffrey's hopefully going to cl- kind of pick up some of that slack that Montgomery might not get in yardage or receptions. You know, if we can get Montgomery in the in the end zone with maybe forty yards and a touchdown, that's that's a successful week for me. Zach, you've got my stamp of approval. Um, I love it. I know because he's a lion. Yeah, not because he's a lion. I feel the feel strongly the same way uh where he i think it's going to be a very shared backfield in detroit and not a not in a negative way where you're getting value on both ends for both of them uh in drafts this year i think two other really good values in this range i'm getting curious about javante williams i've really stayed away from him the last two years but uh my curiosity is starting to creep in a little bit uh you can see he wasn't placed on the pup which is kind of crazy because his knee like exploded last season um so for him not to be placed on the pup is kind of intriguing and sean payton coming into town really kind of warms me up a little bit to the idea of him especially going in what what's this the seventh round here um so i like him and i think james cook is also going to see a, a huge bump this year uh in in production and in usage so i really really like those two guys james cook is also going to benefit from the Na- naeem hines uh tragic uh what was that jet skiing incident jet so ski accident yeah um you know just terrible but really now it's only cook and um damian harris in town so i think that he could be in for a big bump in production but to me i think montgomery is uh in in this sense greater than james cook so i i really like our pick big fan big fan of what we took there so now i mean we've got our starting squad Looking at a flex, but again, this isn't how you should be building your roster is filling out your team. Mm-hmm. If it if it leans its way where you're taking flex players and bench players before your tight end or quarterback, that is a-okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no need to fall into the trap of filling out your RBs before you can pick a tight end and vice versa. But we find ourselves looking at flex. I, I think you and I are both of the same mindset. There's no need to take a second tight end or quarterback. Nope. Mm-mm. So, it being three wide receiver, I'm inclined to uh, set my sights on wide receiver. Agreed. Uh, but that doesn't mean we have to go wide receiver. It's just kind of where my eyes are are leaning right now. Um, and because of that, a few names pop out to me. And, and it kind of, I guess the two of them are the rookies. And Quentin Johnston and Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a funny little tidbit about Zay Flowers and how he uh, he was the the report was that he was the best wide receiver at Ravens camp. Yeah, and I think the joke was he was the only wide receiver at camp at the time, <laughs> uh, whether it be injury or just uh, veterans not showing up yet. But it it was well, it was one of those like oh wow Zay Flowers hype, and then next thing you know it's just like oh he's the <laughs> the only wide receiver there. So, either way, I, I'm buying in. I've bought in since they drafted him. I think Zay Flowers still has a very real possible chance to be wide receiver one in Baltimore. And we already have Mark Andrews, so it's just kind of like if Baltimore is scoring, we've probably got a good chance it's on our side. Yep. 
I think that's a great pick, Kyle. And to me, I think the two rookies you highlighted here, Flowers and Johnston, uh, obviously we have back-to-back picks. So in a world, we could end up with them both here. But uh, we do what's working in our favor, have Justin Herbert, so we could establish the Johnson and, and Herbert sure. stack. But her, uh, Johnson's capped. He's going to be the wide receiver three on this team behind Keenan Allen, behind Mike Williams. Luckily for him, they're two injury-prone players, so he's probably going to bump up some weeks. But when that offense is fully healthy, and of course we never like to bank on injuries, that he's going to be at best the wide receiver three. So I like Zay Flowers. I think Flowers could be behind Mark Andrews as the 1A, 1B type target. So I think Zay Flowers is a great pick for us here. Beautiful. I went ahead and I snagged him. Love it. What are we thinking here? For our second pick, do we get a, I guess, a third running back? Do we double up on wide receiver? Uh, I see a few, I guess, these two players right here specifically for me, mm-hmm. or even three uh, for running back in Rashad Penny, Zach Charbonnet, and Samaje P. Ryan. Three guys I am actively, uh, I guess, just loading up on in these later RB rounds. I feel like they're great zero RB targets mm-hmm. um, and just, fantastic depth pieces but that's just my two cents what uh what are you thinking here well i'm actually i want you to scroll down one or two guys further uh for a name that i really really like i'm a huge supporter of khalil herbert this offseason i think he's kind of a hidden gem in the late rounds of drafts uh i think i actually talked about him during our last episode but i think that he provides just crazy upside for where he's being drafted. I think he's also an ideal zero RB target. Last year when Montgomery missed some time, Herbert stepped in, he balled out. He's done it, I think, for two years in a row now. He's more than capable to carry a workload on his own. So I really like uh, Khalil Herbert. But I'm I'm going to default to you on this pick, Kyle. I'm going to let you have this one. Uh, which, which running back do you like the best out of this group of four? You know, you spoke your piece. I'm a Kilo Herbert fan as well. Let's do it. I, I think, I mean, you look at the depth chart, he's the RB1 in Chicago. Uh, there's very little signs of Chicago adding RB depth uh, in the meantime. And, I mean, Kilo Herbert's <clears throat> kind of shown that he is, he can be a workhorse back when uh, – David Montgomery was uh, missing a few games and Mm -hmm. Herbert stepped in and played just fine. So I'm with you. Herbert could have just a fine season and we're getting him as our RB three, which I've got zero complaints about. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I appreciate you listening to me, man. Thanks back here with our 10th round pick. Kind of got our, our bench started and just our bench remaining. We've got, Three running backs, four receivers, and our tight end and quarterback. So, I, Zach, it, I mean, anybody specifically standing out to you here? Uh, I've got a few names that stick out, but I want to hear your thoughts first. I've got one that is sticking out to me, bright and shiny and screaming value here. And I think you probably know who I'm talking about, but... Uh, I'll let you address that in just a second here. I I think the other name that we need to talk about in this spot, uh, maybe he's a guy you're interested in, but is Elijah Mitchell. Um, Christian McCaffrey has been known to get injured in the past. And again, never, ever want to bank on 
an injury or something happening, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt to have insurance sometimes. So I've never really been a huge fan of drafting a handcuff or a running back who's the backup to your star running back. Uh, but in this scenario and with Christian McCaffrey specifically on a run heavy 49ers team that he could be getting his own independent work in regardless, I think Mitchell wouldn't be a bad pick here either. But I'll uh, I'll let you talk about who I'm who I'm uh, alluding to. <laughs> if I had to guess, it's Jarek McKinnon. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Jarek McKinnon, I mean, we talked about Pacheco earlier, um, kind of showing up the camp a little banged up. I think all signs point to him being fine and will continue being fine. But Jarek McKinnon went on a tear to finish up the season last year, probably won a good chunk of people some fantasy championships, mm-hmm. and now is being drafted in the 10th or 11th round. So I he's got my heart personally. Um, and I see him stepping into maybe not the same role, but a very similar role where he is uh, involved, which a running back in Kansas City consistently is an involved player and fantasy relevant player. Uh, and since we're down to 20 seconds, I'm snagging McKinnon, whether you like it or not. But I also <laughs> I like agree it. with you in uh, getting Mitchell as a uh, as an insurance policy to our 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 101 Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the only, I guess my only hesitance there is that it's a three wide receiver league and we have four, uh, but we still have an extra round. Um, yeah. I think our last pick does need to be wide receiver, whether we go receiver here or not. Um, but I think that if we were to kind of build up our back end running back, I, I think it gives us a little bit more security uh, yeah. Just in the fact that we did wait a little, we kind of went with the hero RB strategy, which is something if you do take McCaffrey or Eckler, I personally do like to do. Um, but I think that in having a weaker RB2 in Montgomery, we backed it up with Herbert, we backed it up with McKinnon, and uh, we could even just more so reinforce ourselves if we, you know, because God forbid McCaffrey went down, we're looking at starting one or two of Montgomery, Herbert, and McKinnon, which isn't exactly super threatening. So I, I think maybe if we could just reinforce ourselves with, with Mitchell, I, I, I think that's what I feel safe with. I think so, too. Uh, just confirming I heard correctly, Elijah Mitchell, right? Elijah Mitchell, correct. Yeah, thought so. Uh, I, I didn't wanted to make sure that a potential <laughs> unfazed or a doze uh, didn't lead to me picking the wrong guy. But yeah, I, I think I'm with you kind of bulking up our uh, RB room and uh, just being super happy, especially since Montgomery was our is our RB2. Uh, it doesn't make him uh, a steal or a, a guaranteed RB2, but definitely having these three guys to back him up uh, really helps me feel comfortable about that. Definitely. Yeah, and and I wanted to mention before we saw these guys go in in round twelve here, a lot of those receivers that went in round eleven and then to the turn um, were old, injured, or both. So like we see Rashad Bateman coming off an injury, Alan Lazard had an injury riddled season last year, Rondale Moore dealt with injuries last year, Darnell Mooney injured last year, Adam Thielen old as dirt. So like for some of those guys, it, it just it wasn't really inspiring at with those receivers that were in that group. 
But then, of course, we turned around and we saw seven go in round 12, uh, which I would say probably five or six of are guys that I was definitely interested in. So it kind of kind of hurts that we ended up waiting on on receiver. But you know what? I, I feel good about having this the safety blanket of Mitchell on our team here. So I guess we come back to our last pick here. Kyle, what, what are we thinking? Well, we already mentioned got to be wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, and we've already got a Jacksonville wide receiver on our team where I'd mm-hmm. be biting at Zay Jones right here. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Zay Jones was like wide receiver 25, 26, something like that on the season. Right there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty solid value in this round. Um, I, I think the key with these guys is their lottery tickets. You, you're either going to yeah. hit big or you're going to win nothing with them. So, um, with that in mind, what, what guys are standing out to you? Uh, considering we're the last pick here, uh, I feel comfortable <laughs> sliding down here, sliding down the, the wide receiver rankings. Doesn't mean I'm going to take anybody here, but just right. to call out some names. Um but specifically, I'm going to talk about Houston Texans wide receivers. Uh, Nico yeah. Collins had a solid year last year when he played. Um, and for a 12th round pick, I think he's a fine, uh, I guess, lottery ticket to have. Uh, I'm going to skip over John Mechie. He returns this year. I'm not like I was amped about him last year. He missed the year and. Not to say I lost the luster or anything, but I'm still a little just like, "Mm, I'd like to see him play before I throw in some lottery tickets on him. Definitely. Uh, But the other one that really stands out is Robert Woods all the way down here. Uh, I don't expect Woods to really step into the season in his age 31 season (laughs) and play lights out, but I don't see him just going into the void and not performing. Uh, I think Woods, maybe not in round 12, but maybe like round 15 or even later, like maybe in a deeper league than what we're doing here in a mock. Woods is a very fine, solid uh, last round pick. Um, Same thing, Wondell Robinson, when and if he returns, uh, he showed flashes of excellency last year when he played. And the wide receiver one in New York for the Giants is – Every year a question mark, and it's not yeah. the same. It's once again the same this year. Kyle, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but just to kind of summarize up with the Texans, I think that they're going to be more of a situation where it's yeah. not going to be a one all year long. I think some weeks you're going to see Nico Collins be the guy. Some weeks you're going to see Robert Woods be the guy, and some weeks you're going to see Mechie be the guy. And and really you're just kind of trying to pick on whoever you think is going to be that guy from the beginning. I think that Mechie, personally, Mechie's my favorite. I think he's got the pedigree coming out. I believe he was a second rounder, maybe third. I think he was a second rounder, though, out of Alabama. Uh, premier premier wide receivers, Julio Jones, Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, uh, all, all the all the names. So he's kind of the guy that sticks out in my mind. But uh, obviously coming off of, uh, I believe, Hodgkin's lymphoma, he's got a little bit of a steep hill to climb to return to NFL shape. You know, it's great to see him just back and playing football again. But, um, you know, he's got a little bit of proving to do for me before I'm ready to trust in him. Yes. So I'm going to pause I, this draft. I feel like we I guess we've said all yet. of this because we, we haven't really. I don't I don't think either of us really knows where we want to go with this pick. Uh, I don't think I, so either. 
if I had to give you two names, Kyle, I would say that the ones that are interesting me the most are probably uh, – this is three names. I know I'm cheating. But Zay Jones is is definitely interesting me. Uh, Michael Gallup, believe it or not, is interesting okay. me in, yep. in this in this situation. And I think probably the last name I would throw at you – He's down the list a little bit, but it's Alec Pierce uh, with Ooh. with the Indianapolis Colts. I think he's the third guy that kind of is sticking out to me here. But what? Who? Who are your? Let's say top three. Top three. I'm going Zay Jones. I think I'd join you in Michael Gallup. Uh, I think he is. Uh, I mean, wide receiver two in Dallas. Actually, no, they signed a guy. I'm they blanking. signed Cooks. Well, they traded for that's Cooks. right. I mean, uh, he could he could still end up being the two though. He's fully. Healthy, I think he finally. will be. He's already got the rapport with Dak. I yeah. think Cooks is going to show up and kind of be the uh, uh, the smoke screen of wide receiver two, and it's going to return to Gallup. Yeah. Um, one name that I feel like a lot of people hate uh, is KJ Osborne. Mm-hmm. Um, Osborne, I mean, for the he's shown flashes of just like these random two touchdown games. I could be lying. He's probably never had a two touchdown game in his career. <laughs> um, I just games, what was it? Games where he really performs in. I mean, he we saw he had uh, I believe a thirty point game this past season. Yes, he is. Well, geez, I'm just clicking around. Um, yeah, thirty point game in week fifteen. That was I forgot. That was an insane game. That was one where they came back and won that one. Yeah. Um, but. KJ Osborne has the opportunity to step up into the uh, wide receiver two position yeah, in Minnesota definitely. on a team that uh, just wants to throw. Um, and that kind of shows with their, I guess, release of Dalvin Cook. Uh, it's not to say they won't run, but I think there's just more commitment to the passing game. Um, and when Jeff- Justin Jefferson is inevitably shut down, Where's that ball going to go to if it's not TJ Hawkinson? Uh, and I feel like KJ Osborne with the the recent news of um, Addison, I feel like KJ Osborne could find his way right there back into our wide receiver two territory. Uh, that being said, he doesn't excite me. I think it's more of a an opportunity I see that he still may not seize. Um, all that to say, I think we're both kind of interested in Zay Jones and Michael Gallup. Yeah, I you know what? I think let's let's go ahead. Let's let's fade the Jaguars receiver since we've got one already. I think yeah. let's let's take our shot on Gallup and be happy when he gives us a 20 25 point week and when he gets hurt, we'll release him to the waiver wire cuz uh, it's <laughs> knowing Michael Gallup, it's going to happen sooner or later. I, I again, we never wish that on anyone, but uh injuries just seem to be his MO. So if we can keep him in there and keep him healthy, though, he's he's definitely a worthy start. And for a guy we're getting in the twelfth round, I think it's I think it's solid value. I think so too. If anything, he is a lottery ticket. You said it before. Yep. And in a three wide receiver league, you can get a guy on a team with a quarterback who knows how to throw. Sure, I'm in. Uh, if we didn't have Christian Kirk already or another Zay on our team, we probably would have gone uh, Zay Jones. Um, if you didn't catch that, Zach, we already have Zay Flowers. Um, <laughs> it would have just been too confusing. Yeah, we would have been like the Zay. <laughs> no, the uh, the Jaguars receiver. 
No, the uh, Zay Jones. That's it. Um, either way, uh, wrapping that up, we took Michael Gallup there in the 12th. Um, and that is, I guess, all around our uh, early pick draft strategy or draft, uh, I guess, lookouts and kind of how Zach and I approach uh, any of our drafts, specifically these mocks, but I don't think our real drafts sway in any real way. Um, I really like that we both got we got both Justin Herbert and Mark Andrews, um, mm-hmm. and then Devontae Smith in the third just feels incredible. Yeah. So I'm happy it, with this. To me, I think the MO of our draft, and I think really a safe thing to say for all of these first four picks, this early end chunk, is to really trust in your talent that you draft. Uh, and, and if you can, draft high-end talent. I mean, we got the guy who could be the number one overall running back. We got a guy who could be the number one overall tight end. We got a guy who you know is a top five quarterback when he's performing like he's supposed to. And I think outside of that, we we hunted for value, and I think we found a good amount of it. We like we mentioned, we took Devontae Smith as the twelfth receiver off the board, and he finished as the as the number nine receiver in PPR. Christian Kirk went as shoot, I don't the thirtieth wide receiver off the board, and he was the eleventh receiver in PPR last year. So I think to get good value is kind of the real key in these first four picks, uh, because you're going to be spending up on on your top end talent pretty early on in the draft. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're taking, uh, especially at 101, you have the absolute choice of the, the entire board. Mm-hmm. Um, and ADP kind of helps you not make a mistake there, but you never know. I'm a big AJ Dillon 101 uh, overall guy. You know, I, I think that Bold. My, my team really builds nicely when I go with AJ Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Dillon 101, shock the league. <laughs> you'll you'll do that and everybody will question not only you but their own draft prep they'll be like am i am i in the right league um fire up the yeah. youtube thumbnail generator right now aj dylan 101 <laughs> aj dylan 101 <laughs> <laughs> all right zach it was a pleasure drafting with you this team always my friend incredible very mm-hmm. happy with it um For you, the viewer, the listener, the watcher, thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. Um, We will be here again next week with probably an end of draft draft strategy. Uh, Taking a look at, we'll probably draft from the 12th spot and just kind of do the same thing. Work the turns, but on the other end of the draft. And I'm looking forward to that. I have, I have a lot of insight to give you on that, Kyle. In our league of record, I have the 11th pick, so I've been living in that late-round range. I've done about a million mocks already, so I can I can tell you what to expect. <laughs> I really hope that everybody watches that um, <laughs> just so they can uh, know your draft Take strategy all my before our yep. drafts. Yep. yep, classic. All right, well, thank you for tuning in. Zach, thanks for drafting with me. Follow, like, subscribe, you know, all the fun stuff. And we will see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Till next time. Till next time.